Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. with boughs of holly fa la 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 huh? Marry everything, Ren! Like my new cape and hat? Whoa, candy cane stripes look good on you, bestie. And check out the additions! Jingle bells on your hat? No wonder I could hear you coming. The most festive vampire you know. So, are we still going to the annual lighting of the Christmas tree in Town Square? Just as soon as I help my dad with putting up our own lights. First step, untangling this mess. Oof, you're going to need some help with that clump of lights. You sure you don't mind, Jack? The quicker you get done, the quicker we can go to the tree lighting. It's a win-win for both of us. Aw, thanks, pal. You know, Ren, things like Christmas trees and putting up these lights has got me thinking. What are the origins of all these holiday traditions? For real? Like caroling? What's up with that? And hanging stockings by a chimney fire! And lighting eight candles for each night of Hanukkah? There's all sorts of traditions for the winter holidays. Friend, it sounds like we have a thirst for some knowledge. Well, nothing says the holidays like a spin in the old coffin of curiosities, right? It's definitely a different kind of sleigh ride. <laughs> see what I did there? You see, I swapped S-L-E-I-G-H with a... S-L-A-Y. Slay. I got it. Very clever, Jack. Hmm. For some reason, I don't think you mean that. to untangle. Sounds to me like this is the perfect time for a ride in the coffin of curiosity. Yes, please. Get these lights away from me. Oh, wow. You decorated the coffin with lights, too? Nice. I'm going to have the holliest, jolliest coffin in the entire town. Oh, I think you've got that all wrapped up. Okay, computer. Today's adventure is all about holiday traditions. Let's start with the obvious. Lights! Why do we decorate with those and when did it all start? Here we are in Scandinavia, Jack, where the Norse celebrated a winter holiday called Yule starting on December 21st, the winter solstice. What's that? That's the day of the year with the least amount of daylight. During Yule, a log was burned in recognition of the sun's return. Families would feast until the log eventually burned out, sometimes lasting as long as 12 days. Ah, the Yule Log! That's why it's called that! The log is the first winter lighting tradition. This was followed later by the act of putting lit candles on Christmas trees, which was done by German families. Lit candles on trees? Inside the houses? Uh, that sounds ridiculously dangerous. And it was. 
a lot of houses caught fire this way. It wouldn't be until 1882 that electric strands of lights would become the norm for lighting a tree or a house. It was actually an employee of Thomas Edison's who came up with the idea. Edison is that famous inventor who helped come up with the phonograph, motion picture cameras, and the incandescent light bulb. Ooh, look who's been retaining all that knowledge he's been drinking up on our adventures. Mm, I have my moments. So, back to electric lights? Right. That executive who worked for Thomas Edison was the first to put string lights around his Christmas tree at home. News quickly spread about this new, safe way to celebrate. And by 1895, even President Grover Cleveland was lighting the White House Christmas tree in the same way. So when did people start to decorate the outside of their houses with lights? That would still take some time, as strings of lights weren't affordable and took installation by electricians to pull off. But, like most of the cool inventions of the 20th century, outdoor lights would soon become affordable enough to mass-produce for all to enjoy. Ho, ho, ho. Drag Fact Attack! Oh, hey. I like how you stand that up the Fact Attack guy. Tease the season, am I right? Today's fun fact. There are over 150 million sets of lights sold in America every year. That's a lot of halls being decked. Speaking of decking the halls, let's learn a bit about trees. Back to Europe we go, Drac, where experts believe that the tradition of putting up a tree was born in the Alsace region of France. Back then, it was a part of Germany. After a tree was raised in the Strasbourg Cathedral in 1539, the tradition soon gained popularity with German families. But it took British royalty to truly make Christmas trees popular all over the world. In 1848, an illustration in a London newspaper showed Queen Victoria and her family gathered around their decorated tree. Victoria was known as quite the trendsetter, so the trend of decorating a Christmas tree took off from there. Okay, last bit on greenery. I've always wondered about mistletoe's ties to the holiday. Well, Jack, this is one of our classic, no one really knows for sure deals. But most experts believe the tradition was made popular by writer Washington Irving, who claimed kissing under the mistletoe was a yuletide tradition he observed while on holiday in England. Washington Irving? The guy that wrote The Legend of Sleepy Hollow? I love that story! Such a spooky Halloween tale! It seems Irving loved writing about all sorts of holidays, because a chapter in his book called The Sketchbook details the act of kissing under the mistletoe as being a normal Christmas Eve occurrence. But it wasn't true! The book was fiction! But everyone who read it thought it was true? That's a great writer for you, Jack. The book's popularity in America convinced everyone that the mistletoe thing was the real deal. And it's stuck around ever since. Hmm, maybe one day I'll write a book about a celebration called Drac Day, and everyone who reads it will celebrate that holiday. And I'll be the first one in line to Drac Day it up. Well, Ren, all this chat about holiday traditions is making my throat dry. Maybe we should take a break and drink something festive like eggnog? I have some of that. But also, why is eggnog associated with this time of year? And what even is eggnog? Have you ever thought about that? Where's the egg? And what is nog? Sounds to me like we have our next topic to tackle once we quench our non-knowledge thirst. Let's get to quenching then, and maybe we can finally get those lights untangled. <laughs> oh, Drac. You know that light strand is never getting untangled, right? I know. I'm just trying to be positive. Appreciated.
Karen. I have no idea what eggnog is, but I sure do love it. Well, let's get the computer on the case and dive right in on holiday treats. Computer, what exactly is eggnog and why is it connected to the holidays? Looks like we're back in medieval England, where eggnog started off as a drink called posset. It's made with curdled hot milk that is sweetened and spiced. Well, where does the egg part come in? Historians believe it was monks who later added whipped eggs and figs to the drink. But because things like milk, eggs, and sherry were expensive, it soon became a drink only afforded to the upper classes. And then how did it become something everyone drinks at the holidays? The drink truly became popular in America in the 19th century. The U.S. was a country colonized by the British, so of course they brought over their traditions too. And at this point in time, many Americans were farmers, so milk and eggs were always on hand. President George Washington was known to serve guests at his home his own eggnog recipe during the winter to warm them up. Cold months plus flavors associated with the holidays equal... holiday drink. But, Bryn, drinking something made with raw eggs, uh, that sounds a bit, uh, dangerous? The eggnog we drink today is always made from pasteurized eggs to kill the bacteria. Or at least it should be. Okay, on to the next holiday treat, fruitcake. Another item like eggnog that people either love or hate. Oh, I don't like it at all. But I do want to know why it's connected to this time of year. Well, let's start with what a fruitcake is. A dense cake that's made up of 70% dried fruit and nuts. This is all bound together by batter and brown sugar. The first form of fruitcake is associated with the ancient Romans, who served something like it called satura to their soldiers. It was made of seeds, raisins, pine nuts, and barley mash, all held together with honeyed wine. It was kind of like the first power bar, providing healthy carbs and lasting a long time on the battlefields. So when did it evolve into the cake we know today? Here comes those Brits again, Jack! The British form started off as a plum porridge, but then evolved during Shakespearean times into more of a plum cake that was baked. It's this form that's sung about in the carol, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, at the line, Now Bring Us a Figgy Pudding. That's actually a fruitcake. Ah, so that's why it has ties to the holidays. Yep, and it's in the 1800s that the practice of giving fruitcakes as gifts in tin cans begins. All of this talk about holiday food is making me hungry. Let's learn about one last topic, and then maybe we can eat some sweet treats? I'm in. Okay, last but not least, my favorite, gingerbread. So, the first form of gingerbread cookies pops up during the medieval ages, after crusaders brought back ginger and an early form of gingerbread from China. These first cookies are hard and often shaped like animals or important figures like kings and queens. But it's a couple of connections to Germany that truly tie gingerbread to the holidays. First is the publication of Hansel and Gretel by German writers, the Brothers Grimm. The witch's cottage in that story is made of gingerbread, among other sweets. The story's popularity helped sell the idea that making gingerbread houses was the perfect family activity during the cold, dark days of winter. Who is the other German influence on this tradition? Remember Queen Victoria we were talking about earlier? She helped make Christmas trees popular. Right. That was thanks to her German husband, Prince Albert, who brought not only the Christmas tree tradition with him from Germany when they got married, but also the practice of decorating the tree with sweets, like gingerbread cookies. Ah, so as English and German immigrants made their way to America, they brought those traditions with them. You got it, Drac. 
Well, my thirst for knowledge is more than quenched. And now I am hungry for gingerbread cookies. Me too. But Drac, there are so many holiday traditions we didn't talk about, like caroling. Hmm, it seems we're going to need to take another trip on this topic soon. After snacking on holiday treats, of course. <laughs> I'm game. Excellent! Then part two of All Things Holidays is coming soon! Uh, who are you saying that to? I sometimes like to imagine we have a captive, amazing, and brilliant audience riding along with us on these topics. <laughs> Whatever floats your coffin, bestie. If you enjoyed today's episode of Drek, make sure to press that follow button so you can join us for the next episode right here on Go Kid Go Network. 